0: Hey there, welcome back to the Wild Wellness Podcast. Thanks for clicking play on episode number 40. I'm super grateful you're listening. And if we haven't met, I'm your host, Jenny Holbert, and I teach women who love the outdoors to use nature as their guide to wild wellness. So on this podcast, we talk about mindful movement and natural health because I love seeing people like you reach your wellness and workout goals while not sacrificing your health in the process. And I think nature has a lot to teach us there. So in last week's episode, I talked about how to sweat with intention, and I gave you three steps to help you on those days when you're just not feeling it, you need that extra dose of motivation, or when you just feel like you're going out and going through the motions. So today, I want to talk about four workout myths that hold women back. Pretty straightforward, right? So let's just dive right in. I have a question for you. Do you ever wonder, am I going to lose fitness by taking this time off? So I have been there in the past where I either had to take some time off from an injury or for some other reason, whether it was a few days, a week, a couple weeks, and you wonder, oh my goodness, am I going to lose all the gains that I've made? So the truth is you don't need mega doses of exercise to get benefits. A little bit does go a long way. What I learned in school and based on the American College of Sports Medicine recommendation is that 150 minutes of exercise a week, which just translates to about 30 minutes, five days a week, is actually enough to see health benefits. So stronger heart, healthier metabolism, stronger bones. This would mean anything from brisk walking to running to swimming or biking, and We know that moving our body is good for us, which is why I think sometimes we get anxious when we take time off or we have a specific goal. Maybe our goal is to go beyond just those basic recommendations for maintaining health. Maybe we're actually training for something and challenging ourselves to uh, push it with one of our goals and reach a little further than we have before and see what we can do physically and mentally. So when we are looking at the fact that we have to take some time off, whether it's necessary because of an injury or you get the flu or you just had a really busy week at work, you're taking a vacation with the family and you're out of your routine or your schedule, whatever it may be, you get worried about losing fitness. So how soon do you actually lose the fitness you've worked so hard to gain when you take time off? For most people, it's about seven to 14 days off before your aerobic fitness starts to decline. But when you're not active in a certain way, like take running, for example, your body's ability to tolerate running or that particular activity declines more quickly than its ability to run, which can set you up for injury. So in other words, your body builds up strength to absorb the impact of running. It's not just the aerobic capacity of being able to do it. And if you've ever had that euphoric feeling when you go for a run after taking a week off from running, this is when you want to be careful because you may go for your first run and feel great because you've been resting for about a week, and you may even be running a little faster than usual because it feels better than your usual slower pace. But after a week of faster running and feeling good, you also may start to feel some aches and pains show up. And that's because the muscles and tendons and ligaments, your joints haven't had The adaptations to that activity again. They haven't had the time to do that. And, you know, we have that saying, use it or lose it, which is totally true because our body does um, decline in its ability to keep up with the activity, but there's an alternative that's not so black and white to the use it or lose it. And I think where women often get into trouble and feel stressed is when they take a day or two off. And even though they know they're not going to turn into a shriveled couch potato or lose everything they've gained in two weeks or a month, they start feeling guilty. And those negative feelings about not doing what you should be doing start to perpetuate and build. Does this sound familiar? That inner critic might start to take hold a little stronger, too. And if you're paying attention to the inner dialogue, you'll notice there's some negativity around your abilities and what you're not doing that you should be doing. And that's when it's time to get clear on what's really happening. So knowing in your mind you've been told you should exercise a certain amount to be healthy or to follow your training plan, you're not meeting those goals or standards, so you feel guilty, you feel like you're not doing it good enough, which doesn't motivate you to work out more. It actually makes the whole thing more stressful and less enjoyable. Totally makes sense, right? So the alternative is to get clear on what's best for you. Knowing when you take a day or two off, how to maximize the rest so you can actually come back stronger and having the support that you need to get back to it after taking the time off, like knowing exactly what to do and how to ease back into that and also learning how to end the guilt trip that leads to overtraining and workouts that just feel mundane because you're just doing it just because you should be and just because you're going through the motions. So if this sounds like something you want to work on within yourself, you'll have to check out Wild Souls. It is my online wellness circle and it's where you'll get a system for tuning in so you can go with the flow of your body because I'm all about living and moving intentionally with the natural inner rhythms and outer seasons. And when you learn how to do this, it affects your productivity, your creativity, your energy, and of course your workouts so much. You realize that Reaching your goals is more clear. You're doing it all with less hustle because you realize you can actually take time off without losing what you've gained. You can still get stronger. And most of all, you don't have to sacrifice your health because you're pushing and hustling 100% all of the time, which just doesn't work. So I want to move on to myth number two now, which kind of goes along with myth number one in a way. Myth number two is it's normal to be sore- from a workout. So this is partially true. Soreness is normal and a good sign that you've done something challenging so that your body will adapt and get stronger. Discomfort comes with good things. But when you're reaching for that new level and you are working out, you shouldn't always feel sore from a workout. So that's the difference. Doing something that's challenging versus working out to exhaustion every time is different. Because if you constantly go hard, you never give your body a break. And I know this sounds obvious, but for a type A go-getter, I'm speaking to you, it's very easy to slip into that going comfortably hard all the time. Comfortably hard is where it's just hard enough that it makes you feel like you've really done something, but not so hard that you can't do it again the next day. I think you know what I'm talking about. And I know that that can be good at times, but if you do that consistently and you never go easy or see the value in going easy, then you might slip into that pattern where you start to overtrain and you're sore all the time. That go hard or go home philosophy is so outdated and unhealthy and honestly, it's just going to set you up for burnout. That's what I've learned in my experience. The thing is, though, I get it. We get addicted to adrenaline and we get hooked on that feeling that keeps us coming back for harder and more challenging. And while there's nothing wrong with this, it can go too far if you're not tuned in and mindful. And honestly, there's just certain times of the month where women in particular shouldn't focus so much on making gains as they do turn that focus into nurturing what they already have. So again, don't get me wrong, I'm all for challenging myself and challenging other people to do hard things that are sometimes uncomfortable, but at the right time. Knowing when to go hard and when to go easier can actually set you up for bigger gains in the long run, because you're maximizing the natural rhythms of your body, including your hormones, the energy of the environment, and the phases or seasons that you might be connected to inevitably in nature. So moving on to myth number three. You should work out every day, which also includes training during your period, because it will help ease the pain. Mm, This is interesting advice, because I have found the opposite is true for me. So I'm not saying that it wouldn't be helpful for anyone, but for me, I have to rest. I have to slow down. I have learned this the hard way, the painful way. If I try to do too much, my body tells me, and I do experience more pain. And the truth is we're all different and only you can decide how to approach that time of the month. But I find I have the most energy two weeks out from menstruation, which is when I'm near ovulation, basically halfway through my cycle. So this is what I focus on and maximize. In fact, I'm in that phase right now and it's like summer on the inside, even though it's winter on the outside and I feel even more energized and motivated to go out even when it is cold and that's not my you know, most favorite energized season to go. It's just that I do have more motivation. So I choose to do workouts and activities that require more energy and maybe more recovery. I do harder things. I go for it when I'm feeling it. And I start to notice, though, that my energy takes a dip the week before I menstruate. And before I started to pay attention to my cycle and understand how to respond to this, I remember getting very frustrated with myself and my lack of motivation I didn't understand it. I would start to feel more tired and less interested in certain workouts, and this carried over into my work too, and I often just didn't feel excited about things. My sex drive even dipped down, and all of this just led to me criticizing myself and wondering what's wrong with me. And it turns out there was nothing wrong with me. It was the natural ebb and flow, and it was perfect. So there's nothing wrong with you either. It's the natural ebb and flow, and it is perfect. It's what needs to happen. And I needed to accept that, and I'm offering you the invitation to accept that too. Likewise, there's also times when you might have lots of energy, but if you don't know where to direct it, you could come to the end of that phase of the month feeling unfulfilled since you don't have clarity and you had all this energy, but you just sort of like spewed it out everywhere. So if you don't know when this particular season of higher energy is coming to a close and when that season of lower energy is happening, you are going to be confused throughout the cycle and not maximize that as much. And I know specifically if you are not understanding when that higher energy season is coming to an end, you might actually even overshoot into the next season being overcommitted and even overtraining. So if you decide to join us in Wild Souls, you'll learn all about this. So you know how to sync your workouts with your cycle and the seasons and even parts of the lunar cycle. You'll hear more about that. You'll understand what's best for your body in different phases and how to approach your other goals and commitments and your schedule as well. It's really life changing when you tune in and go with the flow. And I just love it. So I hope that if you're interested in that, that you will check out Wild Souls as well. So myth number four, the final myth, if you want to get better, faster, or stronger, you need to do a little bit more each day, week, or month. So our society thinks in linear direction when actually everything is cyclical. Let me say that again. We talked about this a little bit already. Our society thinks in linear directions with goals when actually everything is cyclical. So we have seasons, there are phases of the moon, and as women, we have an inner cycle with our hormones, right? Yet living in the flow of a cycle is not deeply valued in our Western culture. And the truth is, I can see how this has affected my experience as a woman in particular, not only with menstruation, but with workouts, and also even my work, my business, And it really bothers me how this leads us to overdoing, overtraining, and ultimately being burnout. And I've really noticed too that most training plans and goal-setting guidelines favor this linear approach, which doesn't take our femininity and cyclical nature into consideration at all. So if you want to get faster, better at something, or stronger, then challenging yourself is important. But rather than simply looking at it in a straight line where you start down here and consistently move your way up the stairs until you reach the top, aka your goal, it's so much healthier to realize that ebbs and flows are normal. And instead of seeing those lower points on the graph as downfalls or setbacks, what if we saw them as a natural part of the process? Because they are. The truth is there are times in the cycle and seasons where we feel more comfortable and at home. And likewise, we have seasons and places in the cycle where we feel more resistance. So as I've been talking about, I am here to help women who want to reach their goals without sacrificing their health. We love to work out, but we don't want to burn out. And in Wild Souls, the wellness circle for women that I am offering you there are tools and teachings to help you use nature as your guide in life wellness and workouts and if you want to check it out it is something you can go look into more at jennyholbert.com forward slash wild i want you to know there's a limited number of spots open so if you want to check it out go to jennyholbert.com forward slash wild to either get on the list or check out the live season that we are in and that link will also be in the show notes So I hope that these four myths and discussing this and getting some dialogue around it really helped give you some insights and maybe some clarity on what's true for you. As always, thank you so much for listening, my friend. Thank you for sharing this with someone who might love it too. And until we meet again, go live your one wild life.